Welcome to Farm Chica's next podcast talking about edible vines and what you can plant that's perennial, comes back every year, and is vine-like. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30-minute tips that anyone can do. So on Farm Chica, I like to expose you all to really uh, strange, different, unique types of edible fruit that you can add to your farm, homestead, or backyard. Today, we'll be talking about some edible vines that you can add to any trellis or fence that will come back every year because they are perennial. I'm going to be talking about Arctic kiwis and air yams. So Arctic kiwis, aka hardy kiwis, are a cold, hardy cousin of the vine that produces the familiar fruit sold at grocery stores and growing in the tropics. This cold, tolerant cultivar can be grown in USDA zones 3 through 9, depending on the specific varietal. Just like the warm weather cousin, the Arctic kiwi produces a sweet, edible fruit that's smaller than a traditional kiwi, about the size of a large grape, and can be eaten whole without any peeling. A lot of folks like Arctic kiwis because they're, they make beautiful features on landscapes because they have attractive heart-shaped foliage. These are vines. They climb. They grow well on strong trellises, fences, per- pergolas, and other specific structures. Arctic kiwis are best planted in the spring after danger of all frost. They'll create Beautiful foliage within their first season on your farm, backyard, or homestead. However, you'll have to wait a couple of years before any Arctic kiwi produces any fruit that you can actually harvest and eat. Arctic kiwis originated in Eastern Asia and the Himalayans. They're known to survive cold temperatures, which really makes them for ideal regions in Northeast regions of America or any place that has a lot of cold In Asia for centuries, these Arctic kiwis have been harvested for centuries and mainly because of their taste and availability. In ancient America, there was actually evidence of Arctic kiwi. However, due to shifting climate, these plants became extinct 80 million years ago. However, in the late 19th century, Colonel William S. Clark brought hardy kiwi seeds to America from Japan. He planted them all around Massachusetts. And during this time when travel to Asia became more popular, more explorers and Americans were bringing seeds back to America. So these plants became prolific and became more widespread all across New England and the entire northeast of America. These vines were highly desirable because they were easy to grow. And they were also used as ornamental to hide against the ugly sites of specific properties. So their beginnings in America were due to their aesthetic value rather than the actual edible properties involved in these. During the early 1900s in America, people began to really be positive about the distinct taste of this Arctic kiwi. And many people say it tastes very similar to the ones you can buy in store or the ones that grow in the tropics. 
This changed the motivation behind why people started to grow Arctic kiwis. Instead of just being ornamental, they began to be used as a crop. However, because it takes a couple of years, sometimes up to three, before the Arctic kiwi actually produces fruit, a lot of farmers and homeowners sold their properties and then this fruit began to fall out of favor. Hence, the plants were abandoned. And without management of these plants, because they are cold tolerant, they can go and that's um, where they start to proliferate and they become very prevalent and they can spread, destroying native plant habitats and actually can be a bit invasive if not taken into account and making sure trimming them and making sure they're not taking over other native plants. So similar to their cousins, the hardy kiwi, aka arctic kiwi, is native to Japan, Korea, North China, and the Russian Far East. It can be referred to as Siberian gooseberry, Siberian kiwi, hardy kiwi fruit, kiwi berry, etc., etc. There are so many different names for this. Essentially, it is very similar to the traditional kiwi fruit without the hair-like fibers covering the outside, and you do not have to peel it to eat it. This is a cold tolerant plant. It can hand up to negative 34 degrees Celsius or negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Although younger plants, younger shoots are vulnerable to frost in the early spring. Arctic kiwis are generally grown from seed, but also can be propagated from many cuttings. Most individuals who grow Arctic kiwi use a trellis that is used to encourage horizontal growth, growth for easy maintenance and harvesting. And because these vines grow super fast, they require a strong trellis for support. They can grow up to 20 feet in a single season, giving ideal growing conditions. These plants can tolerate partial shade, but prefer optimal sunlight. And these Arctic kiwis consume large volumes of water. Therefore, they're usually grown in well-drained acidic soils to prevent root rot. However, Attempts to commercialize the fruit have been historically unsuccessful due to its short shelf life and sporadic tendencies to ripen. However, attempts are being made to bring the fruit to greater commercial production across the globe, specifically in South America, New Zealand, Europe, Canada, and even in the United States, specifically in Oregon, Washington, and central Pennsylvania. Arctic kiwis are great. They grow really easily. However, they are susceptible to a couple of diseases, um, focusing specifically on diseases that cause crown and root rot. Um, and they're also vulnerable to pest infestations, including nematodes, two-spotted spider mites, leaf rollers, thripes, and Japanese beetles. And cats can actually pose a problem, domestic cats. They're attracted to a catnip-like smell produced by the hardy kiwi vines. And cats have been known to destroy these vines and dig up roots in search of a source of the scent. So keep your house cats away from these. So now that I've talked all about Arctic kiwi, what can you do with these once you've propagated them and grown them? Again, you'll have to wait a couple of years, but here are some ideas. Obviously, you can eat an Arctic kiwi just like you would eat its less cold hardy cousin, the regular kiwi. However, you can make kiwi jam strawberry kiwi tartlets, you can make kiwi bread, you can make vinaigrettes that go over salads, you can make kiwi chutneys, you can add these to a banana in a green smoothie, you can cut them up, add them to whatever you want, you can make fancy drinks out of them. There are a variety of different ways to do these. I even, in preparation for this podcast, found people who actually make 
Arctic Kiwi Chips. So they actually use their dehydrator. I've not tried that. It'll be interesting to try that and let you know how that goes. But hopefully I've encouraged you to grow some Arctic Kiwis. Now let's talk about some other edible, edible vines, the air yams. So air yams, aka aerial yams, are a perennial non-spiny climbing plant. So this plant produces tuberous rootstock and heart-shaped broad leaves, and they produce these aerial bulbs that are edible. This plant is native to Africa, Southern Asia, the Maldives, and Northern Australia. Some varieties are edible and cultivated as a food crop and also for their medicinal properties, while others are poisonous. So every single aerial yam you'll buy from a reputable nursery or store that sells these is going to be the one that's edible. Historically, these tubers were cooked and used to treat conjunctivitis, diarrhea, and dysentery. And the fruit was often boiled and used to treat fevers and other skin boils. These perennial climbers can grow up to 32 feet, 10 meters at a very fast rate. Historically, these air yams have been integrated in the U.S., probably with early colonialism and the slave trade. However, they were properly introduced into America in the 1900s, um, specifically as a food crop. These can be very invasive if not managed, so it's important that you cut vines, remove the bulbous, and remove any underground tubers as common as you can when they start to spread. Burning's not recommended. Most cultivated varietals of aerial yams and air yams are actually not as prolific and invasive as some of the wild ones. So I highly encourage you if you want to add this vine to a trellis, fence, or other structure on your farm homestead or backyard, I suggest that you go with a reputable seller, nursery, or store that actually has the cultivated types. These yams can grow up to eight inches in a day. In India and China, the air yam is an important and much-studied therapeutic plant with many different cultivars used for traditional medicine. And in the tropics, varieties of the air yam have been cultivated and used as a food crop for centuries. These are often referred to as air potatoes, but those are quite a different genus and can actually be poisonous. But these are air yams. They've been referred to as bitter yams, cheeky yams, potato yam, aerial yam, and parsnip yam. This plant forms bulbous in the leaf of the twinning stems and tubers beneath the ground. So these tubers are like small oblong potatoes. The tubers of these edible varieties have a bitter taste, which can be removed through boiling. They can then be prepared in the same way as yams, potatoes, and sweet potatoes. So air yams are part of the yam family. So they're rich in antioxidants, flavonoids, and isoflavonoids, which can be those great sources of those antioxidants. Yams have historically been really good for your body in terms of decreasing blood cholesterol, which can be helpful for your heart to regulate your blood pressure. And it's really good for digestion. Historically, our ancestors used air yams to treat boils and fevers and lots of different traditional uses. So there's definitely something to be said across many different cultures historically have used these for eye issues, stomach issues, and other skin issues. So they're definitely suitable in combating some of those challenges historically. So how can you eat and use aerial yams, these air yams that you grow, well, they're tended to be cooked. Um, they have an agreeable taste when boiled, baked, fried, just similar to any other sweet potato. 
Most recipes today use an air fryer to make um, air fried aerial yams. Those are um, always a great um, way to use these. Or you can use your oven on convection if you have that just to make uh, potato home fries. So wherever you currently use yams, air yams are no exception. This is a perennial plant, meaning it'll come back every year. Just make sure you're planting it in an area on your farm homes that are backyard where it won't go too crazy and invade native plant species. Just make sure you're managing that, but they're easy to grow and provides you some awesome edible parts of the plant, not just the tuber, but also those bulbous that you can um, use to cook with. So I only talked about two edible vines. There are a host of many others. The reason edible vines are so popular is because one, they're perennial and you can grow them vertically. Most edible vines are perennial, which means that you don't have to replant them every year. And growing vertically means that you can maximize space, but also to increase airflow to reduce any of the rotten diseases that are often pretty common with some of these edible vines. They can also provide strategic shade or just reduce the heat um, by covering different areas of your farm, homestead, or backyard. So in thinking about edible vines, I've talked about maypops, aka passion fruit. Those are really, really great. There's also choco, which is a quick growing vining plant that can make great summer shade. The air yam that I mentioned, grapes are obviously a vinyl plant. There's Malabar spinach, which is a fantastic edible climber for warm or tropical climates. There's something called a butterfly pea. Arctic kiwis, which I talked about. And a host of many others. So hopefully I gave you some new knowledge around edible vines that you can add to your farm, homestead, or backyard. Thanks for listening to Farm Chica's podcast on edible vines.